Hello, welcome to Waiting for Game, a podcast presented by Melee Stats. I'm your host, Gimme.Wheat, Wheat, and we are going to, uh, we have a lot to talk about today. This is the first episode of 2023. We've got a little bit of an all-star cast to talk about it. Uh, we're going to go through some quick introductions because we've got some some meat to chew on. Uh, Ambie Sinister, you're back on the show. Good to see you. Chroma, wonderful guest. But unfortunately, the man of the moment is uh, Mr. Uh, Hot Takes on Twitter. So, the, Edwin the Budding. Man. Edwin Budding, we have to talk about what you put out on Twitter today. You uh, <laughs> spoke truth to power, and, and you found a lot of 14-year-olds in your replies. <laughs> Honestly, it kind of rocks. Get destroyed. <laughs> that was my first reaction. Usually, when I when I tweet something and like and like on the occasion that it gets a bunch of people mad, I'll kind of read the replies myself and I'll get angry about it and usually vent to one, two, or usually actually all three of you and talk about like, oh my god, people are so stupid. But this time, I think it was kind of like a it was almost like a Joker moment of sorts. Like if you've ever seen that clip of Kadorn when uh like. He's playing West Balls and he like lags or something. Kadorn starts like dying of laughter and he's like, ha 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 or whatever, right? So I found out all about this like hours after it happened and after a bunch of tweets were already deleted and I messaged Chroma about it. I was like, oh my God, did I miss a bunch of alt players dunking on me? That rocks. <laughs> That's so I'm sick. I'm not sure if you can have Joker moments. You're, you've like already become Joker uh, years like ago. Fucking- prestige joker by now <laughs> joker like joker does not have joker moments because he's already the joker i think you're way past this my man yeah <laughs> I, I don't know what it, i don't know what it is it's like i keep yeah why don't i keep coming back to this this is what yeah, slime doesn't you're... understand that like he thinks you have no shame you've just been jokerfied like five times don't get me started with that guy no, we're not we're not going hey Instead of that, can we actually talk about what the tweet is? Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. What oh it's, yeah, sure. Did it hit? A, did it hit 1k likes? I think it I did, but it reached 100k place. views, which I, which I can't believe. Okay. Uh, so, so you've got a viral tweet on your hands, but maybe not everyone's seen it. So, if you want to go across what it is for the viewers. Yeah. So, I did, should I just read the first one, or just should tell I read what the, it is? Just tell them what it is. Read it. You can go oh, to yeah, Twitter.com/slash yeah. Edwin underscore Bunning if you want to see the whole thread. Okay. This but, this day yeah. smash. So I said, you know, I'm getting pretty fed up of some squishy panda sentiment I'm seeing on the TL. So let me be unambiguously clear: the shutdown of Panda was a net good for the Smash scene. I'm sad about the circumstances behind it, but you shouldn't want Panda to come back. That was the tweet. This, this was not taken extremely well by this, all. This this did not hit real good well, with some I, of the ultimate people hit, out there. But it also did not hit. It was very that polarizing. was a good tweet. I'm going to say it. It was a great thread. It was a great tweet. It had a lot of good points, which was, you know, we like the people. It was cool having some of that infrastructure, but it started to control the entirety of the scene. And then what they were doing was malignant, right? Putting everything under their aegis, which also Nintendo controls too. And then there's no grassroots. This doesn't seem... It's weird that this seems very natural to Melee people, and Ultimate people are like, well, if you look at the footage of Smash World Tour, there's no way Jet Fuel could melt the prize pot. <laughs> Gimmer lied, people die! <laughs> right, so it's... It's, really it's just like, of... it's... I think that the, the thing that really set me off was just like, the the willingness to jump on this lunatic conspiracy theory, right? Like, I think it, it reeks of such, like... It's it, it reeks of entitlement, honestly. Like, the idea that this other, like, technically competing stream production group or whatever would, like, 
happily take this risk to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars like because of quote because they knew they had quote unquote community goodwill first off i don't even think the second part is true like smash World <laughs> Tour was, made, was made fun of a lot but yeah. like even by us like we, like we criticize vc all the like, time this is we something that i think yeah. the the old people really didn't understand that like like bts coming out to defend video game boot camp that's like that's those two fucking hate each other yeah, dude. Like, like, that's like, not a small thing like like there's there's literally like like between that split and between like the just the split within the community between those two like factions or whatever it takes a lot for both of them to like let alone work with each other or, or whatever, but like to actually be like, yeah, you know what this person is saying is actually true. And like for the good of the scene, like we both agree that the public should know this. Like you have to really like separate people for it to get to that point. It's completely wild. It's like me and Yarn Yoshi getting along and me not breaking his back in the sewers under Genesis. Don't like bring up Yarn Yoshi. I think if you say <laughs> he's his not name here three to defend himself, he appears, yeah, like he's that's true. That's, that's not fair. I'm I'm sneak dissing or whatever it is I was accused of on Twitter today. Um, Vish loves Yarn Yoshi. I do want to point this out. Vish <laughs> I know is, he does. He's Yarn a big Yoshi's fan. Biggest fan. So I respond um, because TK responded and deleted. And I will say this because he's like, you know, I, I put someone on blast. And I don't really like doing that. Um, and now I'm immortalizing and the TK basically went off like, you know, this is a dumbest shit take all these ultimate people or all these melee people that don't know anything about smash. And they really just say smash when they mean melee. I'm really sick of this bullshit. And this community makes me mad sometimes. And then last was like crab mentality. And that actually jokered me. So I'm like, last, you are, you are a Mimi 19 year old kid. I have never seen you lift a CRT. And as much as I hate Yarn Yoshi, Edwin Budding has done more from the scene than any of you, like, professional esports are, who were cashing checks while you're like, oh, I didn't know what was happening. What? Homemade Waffles isn't on the on the stream? That's weird. I don't know what's anyway, going on. Me. We're just trying to cultivate a product. And it's just like, calm down, right? Because, like, Melee Stats also took a huge hit when Panda went down, right? Yeah, like, like this is the thing that I even wrote in the thread. Like, I don't have much to gain from this. It's like this this company was literally like employing my friends, or like in the in the case of you know Wheat, flying him out to majors or whatever, and to, to commentate. Right? It's like it's like there are people I, I, I know that like Chroma was flown out there one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I almost I, I actually forgot about that. For, I can't run. <laughs> so because it's like Edwin just never. Weaved. Edwin was constantly like, "When are you on stream? When are you on stream? Are you on stream?" <laughs> And I'm like, Edwin, you're just going to find out. I just didn't tell him. It was insane. The <laughs> hater energy. Edwin and Reviewer are both like, you're a top 128 guy. <laughs> reviewer smoked me. <laughs> but, but, but you yeah, showed but, them. I believe you did commentate top 8 at Apex, right? Mm, top it was 12? Top 12, yeah. Top 12. <laughs> top 8 at Apex. He, he was like, this is your spot. <laughs> <laughs> reviewer didn't think I'd even make it that far. I love Reviewer. But, um, yeah, he's the best. Right, so like we've all pandas treated us all pretty well, I would say, right? Like I, I had my professional gripes with them that I've gone into mm -hmm. before, but like, but like you, you know, like it, the the point I bring up is it's not like a fun thing it to sucked. say this, right? To to live in this world where like your friends and people you know and potentially even even you are getting opportunities and you feel queasy, but like you you sort of convince yourself into th into thinking like yeah, you know, like it's fine, like it'll work out. That they seem to have like bought it enough there, or they seem to have gotten enough community goodwill, and it's and like towards something that is a net good and having that all revealed at the end to actually like be 
creating an even bigger split in the community and hurting community leaders and stuff. It's like, it's not a good feeling, right? Like that's not, it's not something that's fun, but like that's the reality. And I, and I feel like, uh, I feel like for so many people in the scene and obviously between alt and melee, there's just like a, a communal split between like what they see as their ideal relationship with Nintendo and I kind of get that, right? If, if you're not really ingrained into into like the history of Nintendo with Melee and with broader with the broader Smash scene, it's not just Melee. Then like I can sort of understand uh, talking yourself into like this working out well, or the fat, or like the idea of the gamble being potentially worth it. But I don't know, dude. As as someone who like still, I like I may not be a TK breezy, but you know I. I do stuff for the scene. I, I care about Smash. I even I, I care about Ultimate in a way, right? Pow. It's like I I, I want the scene. <laughs> I mean, I, I want them to do like do you well. Know no, yeah, I'd rather players? they do better. <laughs> Can you name I think 10 I, right name now? three I think players I, right now? Uh, Akla, MK Leo, Spargo, Akla. Yeah, that's three. No, <laughs> Akla, Akla, There's no, Cola. You got, seven, you got seven more. There's gl- there's cola, there's gluttony, uh, there is uh, light, there's Mars, <laughs> um, Proto Banham. Uh, how many do I have left? Uh, two left. You got two left. Two left. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Let, let me think. Let me think. It's gonna be really um, cool when he guesses. There's a uh, Onan. Onan, right? Oh, That's Onan. the other one. Mm-hmm. And then there is Hungrybox. <laughs> <laughs> Hungrybox. <laughs> or base, base Mage or whatever. Hey, wait, speaking of which. Or Bass okay. Mage. See, yeah, that's 10 or yeah, 11. It's pretty mage. good. You've mispronounced half of their names. <laughs> I gave uh, it to them. You're hey, in the channels. Okay. You're in the admin channels in our in the SSBM <laughs> rank unaffiliated Discord where well, yeah, they're posting like the graphics of all these players. Wait, what were you saying? Uh, Jake, I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Hungry Box, and it's um, do you believe in the future of Smash? I can't tell if he's a genius <laughs> because Hungry Box put out the most slow rolled. Well, first of all, when the questions were being asked to Alan in, this, I in this interview, call together. And they were like, uh, and Hungrybox will be closing it out. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's over. <laughs> yeah, somehow I literally Panda's went like gonna... this while listening to the record. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, oh Panda's God. coming back. Somehow, like, they're coming out of it. <laughs> so Hungrybox slow rolls it and then fucks up asking the question, like, did you believe Melee was a viable product? And the implication being, um, were you going to kind of throw it to the wayside as soon as you could to focus on what got you easier clicks and what Nintendo liked more and what you were more aligned with, which is the biggest issue, right? In some sense. Which is, he wanted all the keys to the Melee Kingdom, and then he was going to throw it out the window, right? As soon as, you know, Melee comment- or, um, Smash Ultimate commentators can't handle the thick, gets 5 million views or something like that, right? Um, but... And so Hungrybox almost says it, and then he's like, do you, do you still love us? <laughs> uh, oh, and, my God. And somehow... Somehow um, <laughs> he answers the question that Hungrybox meant to ask. Yeah, which, which is makes awesome. Hungrybox the goat. I don't understand. Uh, he really did clutch box on him, which was yeah. insane. It was we like almost charged rollout, dude. It's it was. Like... It was. It was charging rollout versus slug. Um, one thing that you said, Ambi, which I actually thought was really good, which I want you to elaborate on, which was you were like, I unironically understand where like TK Breezy is coming from, because we're a community which has kind of been in the dirt at bits, right? Yeah, dude. Homemade waffles has been there. You know, twenty person locals recording everything on his 
laptop, you know, this is what we can say for SCAR. This is what we can say for our community leaders. And Ultimate doesn't really have to do that. So what did, if you could summarize what you were... Yeah, I mean, like, so it was funny because your original thread was like, oh, yeah, you know, Edwin Budding has done more for the Smash community than any of you, you know, teenage alt commentators or whatever it is that you said. Um, I'm shooting last. I'm sorry, last. Yeah, no, it's okay. I I think that that's kind of the problem, right? Like, I think that, like, you know, the fact that Melee has a bunch of Edwin Buddings and ultimate <laughs> no, it, it has can, one. We not, it has one. can we not refer to them as Edwin Buddings <laughs> yeah no yeah, like, it's like a, figure, a figure of a spreech but like the point here right is that like trade war and everybody yeah I mean like you know they have people but like we have like infrastructure like we've been fucked with Nintendo so many times right like we're so used to rebuilding on top of like the ashes of what Nintendo burns down whenever they feel like it every you know 7 to 10 years um we were prepared, right? Like, we had, like, a bunch of people that could have stepped up and, like, taken over the rankings. And now we have SSBM rank. And, like, it all got pulled together because there are people that are, like, shakers and movers in the community. And, um, yeah, Ultimate doesn't have that. Their game is younger. Their player base is younger. Um, they have less experience, like, organizing and, you know, even needing to organize, right? Like... Panda was everything to them, right? Like everything that uh, you you attribute to like a Meom or a Melee Stats or even like individual creators that like band together like Walt or whatever, right? Like who is that in Ultimate, right? Like who is that not including VGBC and Panda? <laughs> there really just isn't anything. And I think that like it can get there with enough time. But I think that... Um, you know, referring to all of Smash and just in general, the thing that melee players do is that it's like we really take for granted how much capacity to come back from this type of thing that the melee community has. It even surprised me. Like I thought this panda stuff was gonna like destroy the whole community like forever. I did too. I was like, let's find new hobbies. It's over. There's nothing we can do. Like I thought gonna... there was a chance in my. I thought there was a chance it might turn out that bad. Yeah. I thought wheat was gonna shoot all of us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it. <laughs> Respect. I my thoughts on that are like kind of there for the there for the grace of the coin flip go us, right? Like we tend to be an older scene. We've survived some stuff and so we have a little bit of that survivability bias, which we, you know, maybe attribute to our game being sick, but in reality, it's probably uh, a lot of different things. And then weirdly enough, melee not being as mainstream probably saved us. Like 2GG came in and really ran a lot of the infrastructure. And if you didn't fuck with 2GG, you were pretty much on the out. Like, I knew commentators that were just, boom, done, right? There was a point in Smash 4 where they announced plans. Mm-hmm. And this didn't come to fruition, I believe. Uh, but they announced plans to throw one major a month. And I remember at the time, I was like, you can't do that. You they Like, couldn't. one tournament series should not be able to have that much pull. Because if you don't want to go to 2GG or like, like they should just, you know, they that fucked the schedule. Be... Yeah, exactly. And they burned uh, money and no one could keep up with that. Yeah. So they had that. And then Panda, a somewhat similar thing, but weirdly enough, maybe more benevolent than 2GG. And then honestly, on the social side, I think anybody with the heart gets just harassed way, way quicker in Ultimate. We know that. Yeah, like I'm not even It's just like very vague too, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that it's uh, there are a lot of reasons, and you can point to specific things making that more or less likely. But ultimately, I do think that like a world that a world of melee without panda 
is not only obviously easy to imagine for Melee, but like we've lived it for decades, right? Like Panda wasn't like a central component of the, the, the community's infrastructure like for many years. So when it exploded, um, the big concern was mostly social, right? It was like, okay, is this going to like split the community? Like, like how are we going to do rankings? Like what's going to happen? Um, but, you know, we were all mostly aligned. And that's, I think, what ultimately saved the Melee community with regards to this whole thing. I think mm-hmm. ultimate people don't have that, that experience really, right? Like, I think that they don't have this way to envision, like, many independent, decentralized organizers creating one coherent, organic scene. Um, which is, like, very hard to do. Very hard to envision if it doesn't exist already, right? And, like, I think that Melee is, like, this thing that, like, emerged that... Like, it's so natural to all of us that, like, this organic thing that, like, doesn't connect in any central kind of way. Like, oh, yeah, that's just the way it's, it's obviously going to be. But, like, no. Like, that's hard. That's difficult to imagine something that would actually work and, like, be organized. Um, and Panda was, like, the thing that gave them... The, the vehicle to for be it, right. Sport, right? Like, yeah. compared and to us bag. where we... Yeah, and the bag. <laughs> Like, I do wonder that I, I do wonder how uh, like because I, I agree that the alt player base is like much younger and same with just like the general audience. But I do wonder how much of it is like crossed over from the previous installments also. Right. Because I think that's a factor that kind of goes into the to viewing the whole infrastructure of the scene that like, yeah, there's a lot of young like, you know, kids and new generation players. But like there's a good portion of the alt alt scene including leadership that came from the smash four days and and before that you know from brawl also right so i I think there's a couple i I think there's a there's a few interesting dynamics there as well as far as like you know generational passing on of like responsibilities and and stuff like that i I think they'll find a way like the the game is too large and there's 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 so much interest in in it yeah well well here's one thing that i'll say is that (laughs) <laughs> this is a topic that we didn't even we didn't we don't even have this on our <laughs> topics list as you, as anyone who's watching. I showed up three minutes before we went live and it was like, uh, JD, can you just redo all of the graphics <laughs> as we terrorize? I terrorized JD like twice. Like we have to talk about the top one hundred, which I think I mean we've alluded oh, yeah, to. That, that's we'll, like that's we'll okay, get there. Right? But but before we get Twitter there, Twitter comes first. <laughs> Twitter always comes first until it that's dies. The discourse. Can I um, can I can I finish that one out really quick? Uh, yeah, real quick, I've got one thing I want to say about it first, and, and it's just... Um, Please do. I mean, I yeah, I agree with everyone here, because I think that the the important thing to say in all this is that the the same, like, um, brain worms that makes everyone in Melee, like, go into Melee and devote all their time to it, um, the four of us here, and the 16 people probably watching on stream at live, hey, how's it going? Um is it's an ultimate as well right you know we've we've mentioned some people kind of offhand people like barnard Zalou, people like keneki people like trade war um this exists in ultimate but the the um fundamental like infrastructures as we mentioned is completely different so that's why i have a complete faith that if ultimate continues to be something for years to come which based on kind of what we know about what is said about the development cycle, how that's done and how there's probably not going to be a new game in the near future. Um, I imagine that will continue to grow and, and having that like space where there's not going to be any fundamental changes will probably allow infrastructure within to grow. Um, yeah. I mean, there's definitely been stuff. If you look pre Panda in brawl and smash four, there was groups that existed that did stuff. Um, but it just kind of, when one comes in and, 
has a lot of capital and has a lot of ability to just kind of run you over, a lot of those things just tend dying off. And you see, like, uh, remember Clash Tournaments? Now the avenue that makes most sense for uh, Chia is to work for Liquid instead. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's all this stuff like this where it's like, yeah, if one comes over and just buys up everything, why would you stick around trying to fight for the scraps? Um, but now that that's not the case, I hope we see more uh, people band together because literally there's nothing that that makes us <laughs> like uniquely different in a way that is not achievable on ultimate send it's very funny to see names like MIM and melee stats thrown out when MIM does not exist in, except for every time they want to <laughs> do an, an episode every like two years and us who i would not say are like uh, you know, we put a lot of time into this, but uh, yeah, I would not say that we have some sort of secret sauce that this cannot be replicated on Ultimate Zen. So I, yeah, I hope absolutely. to see it because there's good individual work that's done, and like we mentioned, it just needs to be done on an infrastructure level. And without Panda, you know, there's gonna that's gonna necessitate growth in the future. So I think it's gonna happen. Jake, what, uh, Chroma, what were you about to say? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, someone was like, why didn't you just like add TK? And I'm like, well, first of all, because like the biggest thing is I know how just raw it is for everyone who just watch this all collapse right and i think we're definitely justified in saying some you know kind of angry or dumb shit when when that had happened right i am kind of disappointed watching like i i don't get communism who is nominally named after being like very leftist right going to bat for a corporation and saying well technically they didn't tell you to cnd and how could they lie in a press release and i'm just like this just sounds like cope and like i get the cope right but there's only like some level that i'm gonna be okay with and then the one player was like, this was a witch hunt. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. We all hated this. It's not that complicated sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's we're all kind of finding that acceptable level. It is weird that it started happening after Alan got clowned on again. Uh, just a weird time to, like, start rebranding because it felt yeah. like they could have just pushed it all on Alan. And now they're like, well, no, that guy was spitting. Uh- Pretty unnecessary part to the entire thing as well. He yeah. kind of reiterated what he said before. He kind of went over like he <laughs> some of the stuff that he said that was pretty key to being on his side. Uh, he went against in this new one, oh but God, it yeah. was kind of obfuscated by the fact that he said he doesn't believe in melee. So everyone was like, "No, dude, look at turn down for Walt's subscriber count." Without paying attention to probably the more pressing issues of him still shoveling. SWT conspiracy theories. Edwin, I saw that you had some sort of point where we're going to get into the top 100 at some point. So if you got anything to say, oh, top let it go. And then we will, uh, we'll talk about what's going on with the top 100. Sure. I guess the last thing I would say that this really, uh, that this really struck or like kind of made me think about is that whatever comes up in, um, in terms of like what, like, like you mentioned melee stats and the fact that we don't have like some secret sauce or like, like something unreplicable, right? Like I think, I think there's all these different groups and organizations or potential ones that could make a really big deal in a, in, in ultimate or make a really big impact. But the one thing I would caution that I, I really hope people take to heart from this is that like smash is don't at its core. <laughs> yeah. It's grassroots and decentralized and like roles and responsibilities are distrib- distributed accordingly. Like you should, I think anytime there's an organization that steps in or like anytime an or- organization, like say from the media space, that's suddenly into media and events into all the stuff. I think you should be naturally very wary. And I, and I know as a melee players, we're kind of used to that, but I really hope that alt players and that like the rest of the scene as well, sort of start taking this like 
not not necessarily negative approach but just like power and like centralization skeptical yeah. approach they they are definitely in the venn diagram of young enough to fall for types of things and also popular enough for grifters to come along uh mm-hmm. shout outs to thunder smash shout outs to MBG. shout outs to uh what else is there? i'm sure there's been a ton more but yeah MBG. they've, they've <laughs> been Sure. They've definitely been targeted for more stuff than Melee has just because, yeah, Melee people, Melee's seen uh, as older, and their their top brass is more used to this type of stuff, where they don't tend to fall for this. They kind of see cheap stuff. You know, they, they see down the line a little bit on some things. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good note to, to end it on. Uh, and, and I mean, it's it's everything's connected, right? We're, we're going to talk about the top 100 here. It's literally... The uh, one of the marquee things that Panda brought to the scene every year, especially for Melee, right? If we're talking about what Panda gave to Melee, this was one of the things. Um, and by gave, I mean rebranding from something that Melee and Ami created. Uh, and to use that as kind of a springboard, yeah, I think it's kind of important to intro SSBM rank 2022 a little bit because I know that we alluded to it on a prior episode. Uh, I think Blur was on, and I... He, like, pushed me into saying we were doing it, and, and hey, look look where we're at. Uh, but, yeah, the Top 100 has been something that almost all of us here have worked on. Uh, like, uh, Melee Stats has been involved with for probably, I would say, I, I think some people had ballots in 2016. I know that I helped on the 2016 one. Uh, I probably, in earnest, a lot of us worked on it since 2017, which is five years ago. Um you know, five plus years ago at this point. So I, I definitely want to clear up like what our involvement is and, and talk about why we are the ones who are taking it over. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically we have been working on this for a long time and, and Prakletas was working with us. Uh, I was second in command for the rankings for a while. And now this is kind of a return to what we called it before, right? This is SSBM rank. Uh, and I, uh, something that we hope gives back to the community, uh, as much as it did before when it was, you know, 2013 just starting up and, and continuing on from there. Um, but, yeah, we've we've announced uh, what we're going to be doing this year. We're, we've already started to release it at the time of this release, at the show, whatever we call it. Uh, we have the, the first 20 that are out there, and I know all four of us right here are panelists, and uh, a lot of us... This is the first, a lot, half. For half of us here, this is basically the first time that we've been able to see the list. So I know that there are some strong opinions about uh, placings all on the internet. So let's talk about it here. Um, so we have we have 100 to 80, 81 that has been released. Along and, uh, to 101, correct. Yes. Congratulations, Mr. Shabo. God damn it. <laughs> uh so so let's talk about the name that's floating around. I've been seeing a name on, on Reddit all the time. And uh, where did you guys have Ringler? Oh, Ringler. Don't make me do this, man. Yeah. <laughs> I right. remember he was on my list originally and then got bumped. So I think I had him like... I had him 108. Um, and the reason is, just to take the heat on this one... Um, you know what I ended up doing with Ambi's help, which was which was really great, is Ambi gave me a poll that would extract every set at a major or regional anybody on the ballot played versus anybody, and then I went through all of their opponents and tiered them into like 
well, this is this person would be top 50 if they entered. This person would be top 100, you know, like top 200, top 400, or like outside of it. Because I think while data collection is really hard, which is true, and takes a lot to get correct, which I didn't have it correct. There's another Zane in there that I had to keep removing, and another Logan true. that I had to keep removing. A lot of stuff like this, right? Just checking and making sure some of this all came together. Um, it's tough, but Wrangler's records, especially at the bigger events versus people that were like the top 200 to top 400 tier, unfortunately just like didn't really do it for me. This was a tough, this was a tough tier. Like I, I had some weird ones. I missed on Eggy. Like I had Eggy 103, which I think I was underrating. Um, I had Fizzwiggle just like I had 102. My 100 was Logos. Like Rocket was 99, Mateo was 98. Like this is the type of range. And I thought it was just... Like, if Ringler had a bigger run at a major, it probably gets done in the eyes of a lot more of the panelists. Is he top 100 if almost count? If you win a <laughs> Absolutely. Best, if you win the yeah. first two yeah. games. Yeah. 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 I agree. 100%, yeah. Uh, and also, I, I mean, hey, I don't think I'm leaking necessarily. I'm not saying that he's top 100 or that he's not top 100. We're just talking about what is kind of on the streets, right? What the streets are saying. And I've been hearing Ringler's name tossed around a lot. So I wanted to talk to a couple balladers, what what we thought about him. Um, yeah, Jake, I think you're completely right. It's it's like a really weird year because the parody that we've seen in the scene at the top levels, uh, it's kind of all throughout because I am looking at the bottom people and uh, I said something earlier, which I didn't actually fact check and I don't believe is actually true, but nearly <laughs> everyone on the ballot, I believe, was in someone's top 100. Uh, now, uh-huh. could I check that and see if that's true? Yeah. Uh, but but on vibes, that that is ha- kind of what I noticed, is that um, like a lot of people had really, really good wins. And, um, you know, if you beat like Null and two other top 100 players... Uh, that might not be enough to get you top 100, right? It was, oh, it was a really not, weird no. year like that. So, yeah, I think some people probably looked at some of the specific losses. I know Cop was a loss, God's Only Son, Genghis Connor. Like, he was an he attended an incredible amount, which I, is something that uh, not a lot of people did this year. But, uh, yeah, I th- I'm not sure for me personally he passed that threshold. He was pretty close to, out, to top 100, but just outside for me. Should we move on to a more? I think chat is uh, going crazy right now. They're all coping really hard. Should we go yeah. on to a happier statement? Yeah, there was a good question in there, which was how hard were the ballots this year? For me, what I felt was that like there are going to be some spicy things near the top, and we can come back to that. But I think like probably about like the first fourteen or fifteen is pretty set. There's some debate, but like most of it's pretty stable until you get to about like forty, forty-five, and then like below that, it's a total mess until you get to like maybe like Essie. It gets easier somehow. Yeah, it got easier for a bit and then it gets super hard. Like I had Rom eighty fifth. And Rom is probably not gonna be talking about I wanna get to Rom. I wanna talk about Rom. So I truly think that Rom uh I was just complete look, I'd follow this guy last year, but when you really see his resume of just like wins at regionals at locals even his major performances while not like omega standout are still pretty good when you just see it all put together it's like it i was just caught completely off guard by it i was like oh my god i knew rom was good but like nine and two versus umarth what and then you and then you see he's up against like other cal like really strong cali players and it's sort of like 
It's, so, so, the, so what I typically do just as like a starting point is I try to collect like wins and losses, like head to heads, but similar to Chroma, I try to group them together. So how do you do against like different groups of people, right? He's insane some, versus like below top 80. Yeah. And, and, it was, and it was just like he, he was beating them. Like Umarth is someone who I would consider like in the probably like a safer pick for top 100, but probably in the like the lower quarter of it. Yeah. And I for mean, someone. We, he, and for, he's been revealed. Yeah, for so, so for for someone like Rom to just like beat him and beat people around that level like quite consistently, and to yeah. also like punch above his uh, weight class like out of out of NorCal and stuff, even if not necessarily at major events, I was just really blown away. I think he's going to be remembered by the nerds this year in a similar vein to like Lint in twenty eighteen. Okay, so I think I think that's a little extreme. I think this I think guy is, is so good, dude. I think the lint miss was so insane. Like I remember all of us had lint in like like the low eighties. Oh, that was weird. Like, yeah. That was heinous. That um, was an evil. That I was have evil. a I have a conspiratorial take about Lint not making the top hundred. Um is it related to another Falco player? Is it Ginger? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I knew um, it was good. I will. There. I will just say um, there's an article on my website called "Invasion of the Ballot Snatchers and Other Stories: uh, Decorrelated Errors in Panel-Based Voting." Um, read that. That'll. That's my opinion on Lynn not making the list. <laughs> that's. Um, but yeah. So um, to bring it back to Rom. Uh, Speaking of my website, I guess. Uh, so I was the data lead for uh, the top 100 this year. And um, as a result, I get to do all the fun visualization stuff that I've never gotten to do um, in previous years. And as, to, as being the guy that actually gets to do that. Um, so what I will be bringing back this year is those violin plots that I made that one time. Yes. Um, which talk about the, you know, the distribution of votes among the panelists. Um, I'll probably do so with the highest and lowest votes removed, because um, some people had some haters. I will say that there's a couple people where like there's like one vote that's like I, thirty-five I points. Haters, I'll say that because yeah. if they're not haters, then they're just dumbest rocks. Yeah. <laughs> I sincerely uh, okay. hope there's haters. So, there, there are some haters. I will say that. I'm, I so, so there's some haters, haters, and I would like to remove them. I don't want to do like fine. all the outlier. Um, removal stuff that was necessary for assembling the final list and making this, but I'm going to bring back the plots and I'm bringing up the plots because I think that ROMs is really, really interesting because you can tell who like did the effort of going into ROMs locals and who didn't um, because there's like a big clump like in the area where he ended up landing. And then there's like a very, very, very long tail <laughs> that goes very high Presumably to Chroma's ballot. <laughs> I might have been confirm or deny if that's the highest. I had him at eighty nine. Um, I was I was very bullish. There's, on definitely, there's definitely a very high tail for Rom reaching upwards compared to other players. Um, which you know, like that's fine, right? Like I, I'm, a, I you know, I don't agree with it. I had I had Rom in the top hundred as well, but I do think that like whether or not you want to count locals. Um, or look into them at all or like use them for evaluating how good or bad players are like that's kind of the point of the panel right mm -hmm. um that's why it's not ambi rank or what have you mm -hmm. um so you know i don't agree with it but that's that's the way that we get the list to be as good as it possibly can is by pulling together all the opinions from the community so alas and I, 
I told Jeremy that I wouldn't roast him today, so I'm not going to roast him. But uh, <laughs> I feel like is, you just roasted him by saying right, that. It, it, not necessarily this is a roast, but um, you know, this is actually the problem with Etos rank, and which you know, Jeremy, I think in most points, and I, you know, you have to say it, it was a pretty reasonable ballot. I mean, it wasn't fundamentally insane. I've certainly seen much worse, and I thought it was pretty good. That said, the variance that each individual person has is so high that like if you look at jeremy rank and you're like oh cool i'm top 100 you are in for just nightmares right or if you think you're like 52 but you get ranked 75 and Utah's just was super high on you right that's the that's the weakness with one right that's why the ensemble kind of always works better yeah there's yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised there. if a few players <laughs> ended up uh, in different spots would you be surprised uh in chroma no, I mean, so I was talking to people after I made my ballot, and I realized there are two players that I was, I think, way lower than everybody else on. Um, and I, I won't say where I put them, but I had, I had like Franz and Lunar Dusk way lower than I think most people. And I was surprised because I like both of those players, and I was like, well, okay, I'm trying not to be biased, so I don't know if I like put hater energy in, <laughs> but I was, I was just really careful about those, and I just said, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe let's. Let's be a little bit careful there. Like Khalid, I had 90th. And I thought, well, you know, I know Khalid. I pay attention to Khalid. I have a very positive record versus Khalid, um, which is fake. But, I, you know, I probably rank him higher than most people. And it turns out I didn't, which was which was fun, you know, which is interesting to see. I had Shabo 94. I apologize for nothing. I will say I, really... I had three players in the mid-30s. Or in, like, original... Like, I ended up with putting them in the mid-30s. But... I initially had them in the mid 40s. I will not reveal who the players were, yeah. but I talked with a uh, Wheat and Ambi about this, and both of them were like, "Dude, like, I know what I know where you're coming from, but like, the if you're making a list off results, this is just wrong." And I was I like, no "Yeah, so you're right. I'm, I'm wrong." So there were a couple people like that that I, I adjusted. You <laughs> said, I think more more for you is. The people that you had to adjust up rather than the yeah, you had to yeah, because you had a couple that you had to pull down, but like they were only like very beloved players, everyone loves and respects, and things. Yeah, really there are a couple of controversial. There are definitely that... like a couple people that you're like, I don't like this player. <laughs> I'm gonna rank him really low. And we're like, I know you can't do that. Well, I, I, I think part of it was me. Right, it was well, so, come so... on. We can't, well, I, we can't talk about how we just did the ranking, and, and one of the the guy who were literally saying, uh, the ultimate scene should have more of Edwin Budd, and Edwin's like, yeah, I run the rankings, I don't like you, so I rank you low. This yeah, is like, no, really I, will, like people, well, I will say, no, I, was able to be, I was able to be convinced on, off results, uh, I'll put it that way. I think, right. I think it's kind of, what Ambie's talking about is, is a little interesting, because I think a lot of people sort of, uh, this is the approach I tried to take a lot more this year. Is I, th I think people sort of see rankings as this thing of like, how good is this person, right? Like how good, like how do you predict that this person will, will do? And I think uh, I think that's sort of like a, a holdover from what the prompt used to be. Yeah. And I think that uh, I think that the way moving forward of like treating it like a report card of a given year and like results that people get is is typically like the the best way of of treating this. It's, and I think for myself as someone who like sometimes tends to view things as like very uh. You know, predictively, I think it's kind of good to detach yourself from that and to see things in terms of like, okay, what did this player accomplish? How unique is this accomplished and how meant and how meaningful is this accomplishment? Right. So I think uh, those are just some things to keep in mind. It's interesting to see how a panel sort of subjectively weighs these different things. You know what? Talking about that, we've um, 
we're of course also going to talk about kind of we're going to make some fun predictions for the uh for the year of 2023 and we've got some you know questions not really but we'll figure out some questions um not to say we're moving on from this topic but i i think a fun thing would be we're talking about how subjective this is um and how the list works because you have you take a bunch of people's subjective opinions and you kind of form it together and it kind of roughs out the edges uh who is a player that you guys think that you had who you're thinking you might be the outlier on so Ooh, I have to look at my belt one more time. I I originally thought this was Noel because I looked at Noel's records at big events versus people I had like top two hundred to top four hundred. It's terrible. It's really bad. But you know when you when I went through, I realized that you know where I had Noel was somewhat undeniable. I don't think I'm the outlier there. Um, somebody that I think I'm the outlier on would probably be looking at this. Actually, come back to me. I had an answer, but I, I got to come back to it. Here, I'm gonna say my answer. Then I'm gonna. There's actually an interesting question in chat that maybe we'll get to at some point. Um, and it kind of goes into what this question is. So it's about how to, you know, what is predictive versus uh, report card. To, you know, what does that mean? What like what is? How do these views differ? Uh, and it it basically is just uh, you know if you look at the prompts from the past years. If Melee It On Me is still a website that exists and not, like, DDoSed by the Mongolian army, um, like it was at one point, uh, if that still things. exists, then you can probably find the prompts from years past, and they were, uh, I th- well, imagine a, a tournament happens every day or something like that, right? Or imagine there's 100 tournaments a day, uh, or 100 tournaments a day, 100 tournaments a year, or whatever, uh, based on the quality results how would you rank these players? And then at some point that changed to just based on the quality results that you saw. And and basically what that was is that, um, you know, as we started to get more infrastructure in the scene, we didn't really need to predict what was going on. And, and it came hard for people to go to eight events and then feel like the person who went to three events is getting judged exactly the same. Um, so basically to answer that question, you know, you have someone like Triff who, uh, he beat Leffen, and I think a lot of people are like, that's amazing. He beat Leffen. He's so good. He also went to, like, two tournaments, basically. Uh, you know, he did a couple things in, in Europe, but we, we really only saw him at an LCQ in America. Um, and uh, I, I think people dinged him for that. I personally did. I, I'm, I'm not sure if anyone else did, but uh, definitely would rank him lower than everyone else who beat Leffen this year <laughs> pretty solidly because uh yeah it's, it's the difference between like being able to attend a lot and uh being able to not attend a lot is something that we think about when, when we try to to make requirements but it does people do care about it and I think a player that that affected me personally was uh Cobol I think I had Cobol in the 70s and um I I remember talking to Edwin who's like loves Cobol for some reason not for some reason he's amazing but you've like put Cobol like higher than me by like 30 spots every time we do rankings uh and it's just that type of thing right there's a there's a difference in opinion how to view someone's results and and I saw Cobol had a really good win in Crudo and you know beat Scurzo uh, and I also saw it at like one big major and you know a couple other smaller regionals uh, stuff like that, and and I was just like, well, maybe uh, he shouldn't necessarily be that much higher over people who are also doing very similar things and going to stuff and having you know basically the same results. Um, 
Jake, did you figure out what your outlier might be? Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's tough because we're trying to show that we're, you know, learned men and scholars and, and great panelists. But I think somebody else who falls into that record is Chu. Um, yeah. Like, I had I had Cobble 53 because that was okay. about where I could justify just never losing, basically. Uh, Chu was just a huge mystery to me, right? Because it depends on how you count a very specific regional, how you gauge certain wins, and how you account for specific records versus people. I think if I look at my records here, and another one is KGH. KGH has an HBOX win and is like one in five versus people that I had in like the 50 to 100 range. So that was that was one where I have no idea where people are going to put. Um, yeah, Chu, just a question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, you know, that's almost all of my notes there. And then for Cobal, if I look... At, at what I what I written, what I wrote down here. I don't know. Yeah, Cobal kind of a similar thing where it's just like it's hard to really say. I think Cobal and Chu are going to be ones that are just huge, huge discrepancies versus everybody. It's kind of like when you uh, when you bet on the team that you don't like because it's like, hey, if they win, I'll be sad, but I'll have money, and if they <laughs> lose, I'll be happy. Uh, so if Cobalt ends up getting ranked any higher than what I have him in the 70s, that's great. I think Colin is one of the nicest humans I've had a pleasure of meeting in Smash. And I think his fox is um, just, like, mind-numbingly weird and in a way that is, like, very cool to watch. <laughs> uh, so if that ends up happening, then I'm very excited. But, yeah, I think this year more than ever because of losing uh, the first three months due to Omicron uh, and because of losing literally two super majors um you know let's not beat around the bush that's what we did we lost two super majors that people had accounted for uh we definitely had to be a little more uh forgiving in terms of attendance so definitely a couple cases where people who would be instantly decided as like not attending enough uh got on the ballot and then made life harder for everyone but hey that's that's part of melee what about you ambi do you have anyone who you thought that was like do you, that you predict will be someone who uh well i don't need to predict i think on. my answer to this is already revealed i think um so yeah uh gjm was relieved straight he's like mm-hmm. 81 yeah um I yeah i had him 80 i had i had him a lot higher and i'm going to defend it <laughs> okay. um so i don't i don't think that i was wrong on jjm i think that the world does not understand <laughs> um but like i just think that you look at Jijam's results and they're very interesting because in my view he beats people that either don't have names so he doesn't have like a big famous win um but he has a lot of wins on like i guess more melee stats adjacent appreciated people um or he beats puff players which is just insane to me um you know he's he's he beats up like Dawson. He beat Two Saint. Um, was that like SmashCon? He beat like Null and Ben, I think. Yeah, he um, he wins very contextually impressive sets. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. like every time I see him play, he just wins some set that I give him zero probability of winning, <laughs> and then it's like, wow, this guy's nuts. Um, and you know, like it's, I it, I kind of feel similarly to. JJM as I do to grab I think I probably wasn't super off on grab because I think that um, once you go higher in the list I think it gets contextualized a little bit better but 
you know, Grab's run to ninth at Shine is a really good example of this, where he runs through Vortex, Mateo, Polish, and Doc Blob. Right? And those are yeah. all, like, very amazing players. But, like, that's a run to ninth featuring, like, three players that, like, we know are super, super good and underrated, especially Doc Lob, who, like, most people, like, didn't know Doc Lob existed. Um, and, you're, like, that set was insane. You'd go watch it. It was streamed on the side stream. Um, you know, I think that was a really cool set. A super, super close game five set between Doc Lob and Grab. And I think that, like, you know, like... Maybe that doesn't go as appreciated as I think it should compared to like a KJH who beats Hungrybox and winners and then like otherwise has like a pretty normal event. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how you evaluate, but I generally seem to gravitate towards players who have these sort of quiet runs rather than players who get the big wins. Cause I think that uh, I'm trying to like fit the center of their performance Gaussians rather than evaluate their best wins. Cause I think that, you know, it's like your, you know, philosophy on how you rank players is a different. And I guess that all gets averaged together in the panel, but I was high on JGM for that reason. I thought that his wins were super, super impressive. And uh, I'll stick to it. Edwin, what do you think? Where were you? Where did you um, differ from the masses? I think I think one of the biggest ones, even though I think there's others that may be larger in terms of like the amount of far away, but the one that I think is like the most significant as far as like the difference in perception that like you couldn't that uh, I think that people just don't wouldn't agree with me on is a uh, I think Tucson is quite solid. I had I, I had them at 32 in my ballot. And one of the things you'll notice in, in my ballot, so something that I tried to, uh, like along with what Chroma mentioned before about separating players and how they do against their peers, what I tend to try to look at is how players do against their perceived group, right? And if and if a player is like 12 and 4 or something against their perceived group, typically that typically that correlates to them sort of like, you know, typically being in the top portion of the group, right? So I think Toussaint was in this very uh, weird spot where – Despite one DQ from a major and a very puzzling double three stock loss, Beezy's just a beast. Yeah, a, <laughs> a, just a truly bafflingly like anticlimactic upset loss. I thought Two Saints' records were like really, really strong. So it's like you know, you got a couple lucky wins in there. You had Two Saint winning a winning wins a on lucky, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before you get canceled again for miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on, all yeah, of two saints wins are lucky there's no skill yeah right yeah. unlucky right yeah they want to they want a nightclub over aklo which i think is certainly no like like this it's not like a major feat but i think it is something like like pretty unique to local as far feat. as 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 far as uh you know people who are very strong within the region and everything i i don't know i, I think two was was really impressive and they're someone who i think is is a I don't. I don't think they'll end up in the early 30s. I, I think that it's more likely that they'll end up in like the early 40s or something. What but to me, mean? like the the significance, like maybe like 42 or something. Okay. If, if I, had to I guess feel like we always do up. this every single year, where it's like that's like a low 20s, and it's like no, I, 22. I had two same 33, kind of for similar reasons. Like versus mm-hmm. my people, I thought were like top 30, maybe not top like maybe not top 30, but top 40, like seven and four or something like that. And very solid records outside of some kind of funky ones. Like, I think B-Bats gets in there and does very well versus Tucson, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. No, I, th- I mean, you know, I wouldn't be super surprised based on both of our ballots, but that's why there are a lot more 
right? Mm -hmm. And we saw some wild ones. <laughs> so we are going to um, we're going to have an episode next week. We're going to talk about Genesis, of course, and I think there is where we can kind of dig into the list as it's been released a little more. Talk about some of the stuff that has happened in, in terms of uh, some of those like middle ranks, and then yeah, maybe that's where we can talk about what we think in terms of top ten, what we expect to see. Uh, but yeah, but for now, does anyone uh, any any things that we want to say on our rankings before we move on to the next topic? I got one thing, but Edwin, go first. Okay, uh, one thing I would say is that I was a uh, I was a little surprised to see JoJo not make it. In addition to in addition to their strong uh, like local results, obviously, I thought they actually did pretty well at Apex. You know, beating Doc Lob, which uh, which I thought was a pretty, was a strong accomplishment. And I know they didn't really travel that much uh, outside the East Coast. Like I know they didn't really have a great pound, but uh, given the uh, sort of solid quality of their results and their name recognition, I was I was quite surprised to see them not make the list. Yeah, one thing I'll say, um, I, I know there's a lot of people out there who are, <laughs> who, me, who were kind of like wondering if this was going to be a Mickey Mouse list. Uh, <laughs> when it actually all came together and, and like the ballot was made and, and looking at everything, I was pretty impressed by a lot of the people there. Uh, like the difference from just vibe testing to looking at the stuff, which really changed my opinion on a lot of stuff. And yeah, I mean, when it comes to any single year, you're going to get snubs, but this one felt felt a little different maybe it's that just that long since we had top 100 but there this one felt like wow yeah that person didn't make it oh i could see this person making it really just feels like that whole section right there i mean there's we, we mentioned regular i feel like there's a ton of, we mentioned rom <laughs> jojo i feel like there's so many people who we have not mentioned who could still be in that section right there uh yeah i mean you, you just get to that point where like suddenly it's like uh there's a lot of threats who aren't even top 100 and that's a good thing for our community. And I, and I hope to see that continue because a lot of times what we'll see is the people who end up just missing out on top 100 usually do pretty well the next year. So I hope to see that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think Chrome, if I could just get a quick word in on that front, um, I think that almost every single year on the year on top 100, I feel like the 90 to 100 range is either very inactive players or kind of stragglers. Um, and this isn't like to to flame anyone in particular but i do think that usually there's a drop off near the very end of the list where it kind of feels like we pick 100 because it's a really nice marketable round number rather than it being like the appropriate size of the pr and like you could go to, you go to like local prs and sometimes they go to like 13 or 8 or something depending on like where or there's 50. a clear cutoff between, yeah <laughs> where there's a clear cutoff for like these players should be recognized and these players probably need to grind a little bit more to get you know recognized or whatever but like we picked the particular number and we're sticking with it right um this was the first year i've worked on a ballot where it felt like that number could be greater than 100 rather than less than 100 um and you know that definitely sucks for the people that get snubbed this year but i do think that like the snubs were very powerful this year compared to like lint not making that one year um being kind of insane <laughs> Um, this year it was like, oh, well, you know, like 90 to 115 was like all very, very possible to make the list. And probably like, uh, I remember we did some work on, um, how many players made it on a list and like virtually all of them did. Right. If I remember. Yeah. I vibe checked it. 
and most of them yeah. did. But yeah, so, I mean, the, the that's the difference between what this top 100 is and what a top 100 that just done by one person. Like, we could have seen so many different people on our top 100 uh, because the ballots themselves had a lot of unique people in the top 100. And that doesn't, yeah, Ambi, you're right. That doesn't always happen every single year. So it's a pretty cool year, I will say. I, all, all said and done, um, I look at this and I go, wow, I, yeah, I can't believe this person didn't make it. I can't believe that person didn't make it. And then I look at the people who made it and I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't kick any of them out to to make room, though. It's it's uh it's really really difficult. It's very tough. There is one thing that we're not talking about, which relates to the Mickey Mouseness, which I think it's a good list. I think it's a solid list. Oh yeah, that we bandage box. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. As part of the Team Liquid buyouts. No, I think um. So one thing that I'm going to admit to right now that uh, made me kind of frustrated when I was thinking about it because a lot of people write checks that their mouth can't cash promising specific players, specific rankings, talking about where people are clearly right now. And it creates this this notion that like there's a live ranking going on. And if this person does this or that, then it'll improve from there. I'm talking about like when I looked at it, when I looked at the entire year, I had Omsa second. Mm. I did not have Mango second. And I felt like a lot of people were promising Mango second before Scuff World Tour. And I looked back. And I didn't feel that way. If you look back at the first, I'll call it the first third of the year based on big tournament density, there were times where Mango was just not beating anybody in the top 10, like was losing all of those sets. And at that time, Amsa's worst performance was losing to like Josh Manamoki, which you can definitely knock Amsa for, but was consistently beating top players and contending to win events and beating the people that could win majors and did win majors. And I, I thought that was a huge difference. I thought their second parts of the year were really, really close. I am someone who doesn't really think of the offseason very much. And I also kind of discounted Scuff World Tour, but altogether it was very close. I did give it to Amsa. And I feel like mm-hmm. there might be this perception that if Mango hadn't entered Scuff World Tour, he would have been second. I don't really feel that way. I was wondering what people thought. Uh, yeah, so I think we're going to talk about more of what our top ballots look like next week, but I think this is a, a great thing. Yeah, there's this kind of prevailing idea that people will have a bad performance. And they're like, oh, my rank is hurt because I did this. Um, like, I shouldn't have entered. And I don't really agree with that take that you shouldn't enter things because, um, you know, people will maybe, like, look at people. Here, here's a great example. I think people are going to look at SFOP, who we all know did well this year, and they'll go, if I only entered three tournaments... I'd be just as good as SFOP. And it's like, well, let's say you went to nine tournaments. Uh, what's, what's to say that, like, if you go to three tournaments, it'll be your three best as opposed to your three worst or your, th- you know, three middle. Like, uh, it, it's this really, like, hard thing to say. And, and like, there's definitely people here who attendance hurt them. Um, there's definitely people who att- lack of attendance hurt them, that is. There's definitely people who positive attendance hurts or, or helps them. Because uh, how often do we talk about Kudoran losing to um, you know Panko or Kudoran losing to SFOP? Like I really don't hold all that against Kudoran that much when I'm talking about top level players. I'm not kicking him out of my top fifteen uh, because because of that. Because guess what? He goes to everything, right? Uh, I, I yeah, I I don't really agree with this idea, and it's this interesting thing that I actually. I haven't brought it up yet, but, but I tend to bring it up like clockwork whenever we talk about rankings. Um, it, it like it really just so much can change. It, it, 
yeah, if it were one week difference, maybe that'd be different for someone. But honestly, I always said that if, if you switched it from Genesis being the beginning uh, to Genesis being the end, I think that changes it. Like that that shift of just like a week or two, suddenly it's a completely different list. It's just, you know, the, the thing that we're doing is not a live thing. It's It doesn't go with what what's happening. Um, it is like historical in the sense that we're looking at a very specific period. And that can change. And and yeah, I, I hope to get more into Mango versus Zomsa because that is a pretty hotly contested uh, debate. And, and by the time we talk about it next week, probably it will be even more hotly contested. But uh, I want to hear what the other people here think just about this idea in general. Yeah, I have some thoughts if I could if I could get in. So, um, yeah. So I think that the first thing that I will say um, without saying anything too specific about um, people's ranks in particular that are not revealed yet um, is that when I do post these violin plots um, to, you know, talk about like where the distribution of votes was, where like which players had like very nicely formed Gaussians versus which players didn't. um, I think that uh, this year more than other years, it's going to be very important that the standard deviations of all of the panel votes for particular players will be revealed alongside. And like that information isn't in the player cards. It's definitely like way too nerd adjacent to be like in like the main presentation for the, for the list. But I do think that like understanding that you have to condense a list of numbers representing the ratings that the panelists give into a single point is like a very complicated problem, <laughs> right? Because um, if you have one player who has a very small Gaussian and one player that has a very wide Gaussian, like you have to represent both of those with a single number and order them. <laughs> um, so the number that you choose doesn't usually tell the whole story, which is like why I'm releasing all these things um, after all the list is all concluded. Um, but, you know, like a lot of these players have points that are very close that are having varying different levels of noise, like could easily go one way or the other, depending on like, you know, if Saturn is in the seventh house or what have you. Um, so that's all I'll say on the first part. With regards to attendance, I think I have a slightly more interesting thing to say about that, which is that um, people always say like, oh, well, what if I enter three tournaments and do really well at those tournaments and then just stop? I'll stop for the rest of the year. That's what X player did and they got ranked really highly. They just stopped attending events and then they got ranked really well. Um, I don't love this argument because it presupposes you know how good your wins will be at the end of the year, Right. We have a great example this year in Mango where I think like you're fiction and you beat Mango at pound and like that's not even that good of a win because, you know, like it, in 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 the summer rank, like Mango was 11th. He was barely any better than fiction. It was like a one spot upset. Like who even cares? Not even a big win. Right. And like you look at the end of the year and it's like, oh, dude, he beat Mango. Like that's huge. That's a crazy good win. Right. And, like, people are always like, oh, well, I'll just stop attending if my wins become really bad or really good or whatever. And it's like, dude, like, you don't know what it's going to be. Like, that's the whole point of assembling the list is is determining how good or bad everyone's losses are and how good their wins are. And it's like, if you have, you know, perfect foresight of the future, you could potentially coordinate this. But it's like, 
your really good tournament wins could just end up not being very good and you're not even considered for the ballot, <laughs> right? Like it's, I, I think too many players fall into this trap, like this hindsight bias trap where they think they can predict the future when they talk about whether or not they should attend event X or event Y. And it's like, dude, just play the game. Just play the video game. You don't know the future. You have to do the best that you can in a given season. Just play the game. <laughs> Beat people in front of you if they're good. It's really all there is to it. <laughs> I think we need a Wall Street bets type player who just for the first three months of the season attends as much as humanly possible and just sits on those wins and they just they let them accumulate. They're like, all right, let's see. Uh, let's see how my bonfire 10 went. Oh, wait, but that's you. I, I picked out a random <laughs> person and I picked out someone who you beat. <laughs> Literally just Ambi. That is kind of what I did, except I went to Big House and fucked it all up. Yeah, true. Yeah, see, you if you didn't go to what? Big House, your rank would be much better. I would have been on the ballot, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Um, the this is what I do after I retired like five or six years ago. I am now the proud owner of even more top 100 wins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this that's is kind of what I did. Also, about, kind right? of think of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, you know, speaking of predictions, we've got a uh, we got a whole year ahead of us. We've got a a beautiful year of. Uh, Depending on when you talk to Blur, either great melee or everything's canceled. <laughs> so uh, I, I think we've got uh, we've got some strong brains here, some very smart people. What do you guys see happening in 2023? And and f- feel free to make these predictions. Uh, you know, if it's if it's tournament results, that's great. If it's more esoteric about melee, that's you know that's great. Um, geopolitical strife, I would say let's stick. You know, so we'll keep that. For another episode, we'll stay away from that. But in the in the world of Smash, in the world of Melee, you know, after coming off of a 2022 that I would say was pretty unpredictable, what do we think happens in 2023? I guess we'll start off with a relatively simple question, which is, uh, who's a player who we expect to have a breakout? Now, this can be someone who's not top 100, who we expect to see on the top 100, or maybe this is someone who's 50-something we expect to see at the top. Um... How about how about that? How, you know who who has a player that has a breakout performance here? I'll I'll go first to give people some time. I'm gonna actually pick, uh, you know, I'll pick I'll pick one of each. Um, and I'm gonna pick someone who I think uh, on my personal end, how I would see them getting like, you know, if were they close to getting a ba- on the ballot, I would say probably not. Um, so maybe it's a bit of a stretch, but I'll I'll pick uh, unsure. I'm gonna pick unsure. The TL from Chicago. I'm going to say he makes a run this year. I think we, we see him uh, bottom end top 100, uh, maybe maybe on the ballot, but I think we see him around there. He has quit TLing as much as you can quit anything in Melee to attend uh, a lot of tournaments, and I've been seeing his name pop up in a lot of regionals. I know he signed up for Genesis. I think I saw his name sign up for Gommel. I think he tweeted about that. So I'm expecting to see a workhorse uh, just keep attending things. You know, This is the guy who... We uh we thought he was going to beat Tusane at one point. This was a couple of years ago. Uh, you know he's he's definitely been someone who flirted with the box a little bit. I'm not actually sure where he's at on that. Maybe I should have figured that before I uh, called it. But yeah, a really strong Chicago player who I think is just gets underrated by the fact that he is a community figure uh, for the Midwest at large. But I you know putting that aside for this year and devoting himself to competitive, he's got the mindset that I think can do it. And uh, in terms of players who are going to be really you know who are really good who i think are going to continue uh i'm looking at the the two small little boys from california 
Azel and Franz. Those are some people who I just thought were insane. But I'm going to stick away from Franz right now. I think everyone's picking Franz. I'm going to say Azel. Azel has a less flashy <clears throat> 2022. But he's just been someone who he ends up getting wins that I think end up being really good. And he just uh, very, very quietly placed himself in my top 50 ballot, which is not something that I would have said if you asked me on Vibes. Um, because he placed it over people who I think are more well-known, more just uh, expected to do better. But when it comes to it, when I see Azel in a bracket, I would be shocked to see him get upset before top 64. And I would not be shocked to see him make a, a bunch of like top 30 level upsets, string them together. You know, if he got ninth place at, at, a, at you know, Battle BC or something, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so I'm going to pick those two. And, and maybe uh, will they hit? Who knows? But those are my choices. Edwin, I see you wincing. Did I steal any picks from you? Yeah, I was going to say Azel. I think uh, just to, to kind of flesh out or to to add a little bit to what you're saying, I do want to say I think picking an established top 100 player to break out into the next level of like top 25 or like being in top 16 of a super major or, or whatever, I think that's very tricky, right? Because typically when you reach that like range of, you know, contending for top 50, maybe top 60 or whatever – that's typically like you're falling in the realm of players where like if you're at a super major, you're going to run into like Aklo at best. It's like you might run into Hungry Box or something, right? And it's like every super major you go into when you're when you're in that like skill level, it's like that's the kind of your opponent you're going to face, right? And I think what happens with a lot of top 100 players is they kind of reach that point and then it's just like it's really hard to break through because it's like Okay, I got to play Hungrybox in a round of six, and like the winner's round of sixty-four, and then for uh, like thirty-third or whatever, I have to play this other player who's like as good as me in a Fox Ditto or something, right? So I think it's it's usually really difficult for players to break from that. Either they reach there and they kind of retire once they make top hundred, or they stay there for like a couple of years and then and then kind of slowly, gradually like leave the scene. But I think Azul is a very is an interesting case because. He's he's got a reputation of being like kind of a a bit of like a younger player, like a new generation. But like it, it's kind of easy to forget that three years ago, or I guess two and a half years ago, like he beat HBox at SCL. Like he's actually been pretty established in NorCal for a while. So like in a t- if we had typical years of of rankings in 2020, 2021, 2020, it, yeah, I guess those two. Like Azo might Azo could have had like two other top seventy five years, right? And I think that like he's kind of in this weird position where he feels like like he's actually been around for like a while and been like pretty good. He's got an interesting character selection and he's got like a very sol- solid matchup spread. I um, I had him a bit lower than we did on my personal battle. I had him at fifty five, but I think his floor his in addition to his floor just being like really rock solid. Yeah. He like he grabs enough wins uh, like uh, against people in the above tier. Like like I don't know if he'll get through uh like say a top down player like uh like Slug or like Axe or someone in that range, right? But it's like if you give me Azel versus like Spark or like Azel Azel versus Franz or like Jflex, like like some some players in the in the top 25 to like top 40ish range, it's like I think he can do it. Like Azel seems like the type of guy who I think can get into that tier of getting like 
like 13th and 17th or, or whatever, yeah. or even contending for top eight at multiple majors. I just think, uh, I just think he's really strong. Like I, I, I think, and uh, it's just crazy that he beat H box all, all that time ago. And we're talking about him being a, being a breakout, but this time, like in the, in the format of the game that we like clearly value most. I so, mean, well, yeah. his, his breakout that we talk about, you're right. I, I, I maybe would not pick him as the type of person who is, um, about to beat a top 10 player. Uh, <clears throat> I think there's probably players who I'd say are, are, I would rank lower than him that are probably more likely to snag a top 10 win. Um, but what we're talking about here is his breakout would be pure consistency. I've heard people talk about uh, Azel and they go like, yeah, I ran into Azel, so what are you going to do? And it's like, the the way that people say it are just like so resigned, like the way that you would talk about like a top you know, ten player. It's like, yeah, what what are you gonna do? I ran into like uh Leffen and losers. Like that yeah, you just got bracket fucked. But I'm like, wait a second. Like why are we speaking about Azel like that? And, and it's the reasons you mentioned. You know, his his Sheik, his Fox, he is just like has this really, really solid floor, uh, and it excels at certain matchups. Like, you know, we talk about Sheik, obviously his Fox versus Sheik is very good. Um, where it's just like for some people, yeah, that is type of the thing where you just throw your hands up in the air and you're like, yeah, I got Aslan on my path. And uh, in a way where I'm not sure if we say that about a lot of other players in that, you know, 45 to 50 to 60 range or whatever you want to call it. Um, but unfortunately, Edwin, Azel was my pick, so you're going to have to pick another. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, that's fair. I- I'll go with someone who didn't uh, who didn't finish on the top 100 and uh, wasn't on the ballot. I think Moff from South Florida is quite good. I think she could. Uh, I, I think she could absolutely take some pretty big names at majors, and she could make her way out to events in the Atlantic South or so. Um, out of out of players who haven't been top hundred and aren't like obvious hit, like obvious like Akir. I'm not really like thinking of. Uh, I'm not really thinking of someone who. Like people like that, or the like smart ass or... who says Flash, yeah, 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 yeah that's like... happened in chat. Akira and Flash are big, big answers here. <laughs> no, and I, I mean I get it, but like I, but like I, I think they're they're like almost like well, you know, this like this it's very simple with them. They got to go to events, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think for... yeah. Put your but, neck on the line. Say unsure. What is he on the Chicago PR? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> Moff. Moff's pretty good. Moff's so. easy. All right, we've got. I've heard that other people have got good answers. Chroma, uh, you said it first. What do you got for us? It's probably not as good as Ambi's because it's very heavily uh, recency biased because of what I saw yesterday. But E Poodle. <laughs> e Poodle is just the greatest player of all time. I'm sorry. That, that might be better than my that, answer. That rocks though. That's a that's a that's a good one. He, you see his runs? Smoking people. And it's been nuts, like, beating just Jason solidly in Marth Sheik. Uh, honestly, like, it got so bad that, like, Epoodle destroyed Beerman so bad that I don't think we're going to see Beerman again. The commentators were talking about Beerman like he was a dead man after that <laughs> set. It was it was evil, right? And so Epoodle is from Yonkers and has just started to go to nightclub stuff. And I think if somehow, like, Epoodle ends up a collision or any of the other big tournaments... You could see some wild stuff. And I also always pick Billy Bo Peep, but that's really more of a please come back sort of a situation yeah. than it is a, you know, like that doesn't count. That's even a worse answer than a cure. Ambi, go ahead. Yeah, so I uh, think it's boring to pick established players, as was mentioned in here. So I'm going to pick three players to counteract the fact that my answers are going to be really unhinged. <laughs> um, so. The first player that I think is primed for a breakup but probably won't travel enough, but if they travel, it'd be pretty pretty lit, is the Pink Dread 
the legend DZ. Oh, God. DZ. Um, I think DZ goes to three majors and gets like 65th or higher on on, on the top 100. Uh, I don't know if we'll see it. I definitely see the pink dread on all these streams, and everyone's like, "Oh, I don't want to play this guy again." <laughs> and I just want to see it. I think that uh, I think it's very it's 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 right there. Um, so the other one I'm going to pick is Guava. Oh, great I think pick. that That's uh, good. Guava could make it probably just from Nightclub because Nightclub has so many good players. Um, I'd like to see Guava attend majors. I don't know like what the attended stuff is going to be for 2023. That's a little bit less unhinged, but I also don't think we're going to see it travel-wise. But I have a very high opinion of Guava. I think most people do not know they exist. Um, and then my third answer is JMook. Uh, I was, I yeah. Think, I think JMook ascends. Because I think that JMook is handicapping himself by trying to beat Hungrybox with Sheik. I'll say it. I think he's going to beat Hungrybox with Sheik one time yeah. in 2023. He's going to do it. And maybe he even gets his solo Sheik major. And then he cool. goes his final form, which is the Green Fox. Yes. I don't have you guys have seen that? I've have seen you guys it. seen that shit? It's, so it's insane. It's, it's so insane. fucked good. He's gonna go ninety nine and zero against Hungrybox once he starts <laughs> using that shit. He's like, gonna be the most dominant player of all time. He's doing it for the Sheik Mans. It, I, it I do think like, that the like the thing is he beat Hbox already with Sheik. Come on. Yeah. He gave him false hope. He's not switching. <laughs> if only, no, if dude. only he were a commentator, he would have had all the water he needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys were, were drinking that shit. Um, Guzzling it down. <laughs> you, you're like, oh, I got some dirt on my shoe. Let me pour an entire water bottle on it. Um, yeah, no, Hbox knows like he. This is what Crunch does, is that he calculates, like, how much Hbox can lose and still be good. Um, so, like, Crunch is, you know, he's lit- that's why he's called Crunch. He's crunching the numbers. He comes back. He says, Juan, uh, you know, I, I've been in the lab, and I think that what, what what you can do is that you can win three more sets versus JMook before you have to lose one. Um, otherwise, he'll go Fox, and that, that's, that's not going to work for us. And then Hbox goes, you know, thank you, Lewis. And then he... Uh, has a couple more game fives, and then he uh, ends up, oh, it's a heartbreaker, and it happens at, like, Summit or something, so we all care a lot. And, uh, yeah, no, Ambi, I think it's a good point, but uh, we there's, like, some of the best people in the world, some of the smartest men in the room are, are working on this, making sure that this does not happen. So I'm not sure if we see that. It depends on how much Hungrybox steals his soul. Because right now I think it's not being properly weighed on the Hungry Boss team. Right, because I I think that it it just seems too hard. It seems too hard. Like if you were Hungrybox and you really want to milk this whole JMook thing, I think you make it appear closer. Right, like they seem close until until it's, it ends, and you're like, like this oh, yeah. just seems it seems impossible. It seems like when he beats Hungrybox, it'll be like pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Like I'm never doing this ever again. This is impossible. Like if I'm really trying to farm JMook, I think I let him have a couple. Like so that he keeps going cheek against yeah, me. Yeah, that'd be so, like, I have. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't agree that. Yeah. So that's what I think. I he think might have correctly. Do this in SoCal. He might have assessed that Jay Mook succeeds in every single thing he's done. So 
So he might be like, yeah, why wouldn't I be able to beat HBox with Sheik? I can uh, play the guitar with my feet, and I you know, have perfect pitch, and I, I whistle, and birds land on me. Um, like, have you seen J. Mook's stream? The, the most fucked part is that he's funny, too. It's like, it'd be he's great like, if he if he had no comedic timing. But he's no, he's actually charming and funny and great. Likeable, yeah. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say i i would be I, I would regret it forever if we were talking about breakout picks that aren't currently top hundred. And I did not mention my two favorite international breakout picks. As you know, hammed up as it is, I think Kingu and Ingen. Yeah, Kingu has are both no chance. Excellent. Kingu cannot make top one hundred until Kingu gets in the gym and bulks up like I did. You saw that picture. Kingu, uh, unfortunately, there's an 18 or older. Uh, <laughs> you must <laughs> top 100. There's a, I, there's an age limit to it. I will I've always been a Kingu, Kingu believer. I want to see Kingu, and and you know, uh, I know that they're going to be legally allowed to go to Fate. Uh, that's sick. That's and, a big uh, one. Yeah. I know that the UK has generally gone out to get on my level. I want to see Kingu. I want to see Ingen. Um, you know, there was a there's a Marth that I was thinking about before I, I I just I gotta say unsure was a pick man even if I'm wrong I think he's really good but I think he's pretty far off from everyone else we mentioned whatever um, Anoka I was leaving this open for you just in case you, you might have said it because I didn't want to steal one ironically as I stole Azul uh, I honestly think that speaking of people who are now like legally allowed to go to stuff uh, I believe Kikaho is getting into his like 20s I would not be surprised if we see Kikaho traveling to see him do well. He's always done really well at Shine because he lives in that area. Always does really well at Locals. And uh, you're telling me a Marth who does well and can get some good wins is... I think that type of person gets top 100, right? We've tended to see a pretty long history of Marths who are able to beat people who, who get at top 100. Yeah, That's I think Kikaho... I think Higoho is like quite strong. I th- the only the only thing with him is just a, it's a question of travel and like commit commitment to it. I think he does really well against strong players when they come see him, I, or like when they come to Connecticut. And he and he did pretty well at Shine. I just um, I just don't know what what his plan is with melee melee and like where, how he plans to expand or if he's kind of happy where he is. That that's it with him. I think when I did my like ten breakout picks. Column like in in twenty twenty two or something. Kiko was one of the names I mentioned. He's he's good. So how about this? Let's move on from breakout players because we already we mentioned a bunch. And honestly, I could sit to here drop all day. off players. I could sit no, here all day and go like, yes. I actually think this player's good. Uh, let's <laughs> let's talk a little more uh, broad and like, what do we see happening in melee? You know, if you want to give me. Okay, so what happened in 2022 is Amso won a major, which I'm not sure if a lot of us were predicting. Um, Jmu got <laughs> second at the first major of the year. Uh, <laughs> Panda exploded. Like, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that was really hard to predict here. So when you think of stuff that's going to happen in 2023, really use this year as context for what's happening because I, I think the sky's the limit here. Um, and, uh, yeah, God, I, I think that... Uh, Hmm. Okay, ready? Uh I think that Blur I think Blur's gonna wise up and Blur's gonna <laughs> Blur's gonna quit melee. You're insane. Blur's That's gonna, you're insane. Blur's gonna quit I was the most unhinged I, I could thing see, I could like, say. Blur, I, I could see no Blur like dying before yeah. he leaves melee. Blur gets three top hundred wins this year. Blur's gonna quit melee. He's gonna get buff. 
he's gonna learn he's like a different language, he and he's does. gonna he's gonna live in Portugal, he and everyone's just be like, God, what what do we do now that Blur's gone? Blur left? It's like when when dogs start to like run out of the house, and it's like, oh, is there an earthquake coming? <laughs> <laughs> That would that would be the end of it. I have more like, I guess goals like aspirational, you know, vision goals. Uh, for me, uh, I would like to ban all goom waves and uh, mm. you know most of the box controllers. Mm. I'd like to get that done first quarter. Uh, I did I did promise I would do that. Second of all, I really think that um, there is a way that we get a very popular like pop star into melee. If the twenty one pilots are Hugo fans, we've got to have somebody like I can get Caroline Polachek into melee. I really Let's do a so. leap up to. We can, you know, we No, that's what? the Greater Albania, we do not touch that. No, no, no. I don't believe that Kosovo exists. Out of <laughs> yeah, like we can't we can't get that one done. What else happens? Um Yeah, no, I said Blur top, Blur 3 top 100 wins. Um Let me see. I think we have a smash powerlifting meet somehow. I think Ludwig is going to get excited about hitting 1000 pounds and he's going to hold some online thing, and that's going to be our next crossover, so we're going to have to work on that. Um, I think Edwin is going to win that. <laughs> He's going to get buff, and that is the That would be answer. the funniest thing of all time. That would be so good. Edwin shows up. Yeah. What's going to happen is that I'm just going to feed Edwin white rice and chicken in, in his sleep. Uh, that way he can bulk effectively. <laughs> <laughs> gonna wake up with like broccoli all over you. I can gain weight. I don't know about being strong or, or going or weightlifting or anything. I of that. do. I do. I'm ready for this. Um, what else happens? I don't know. Uh, Ambie, take it from there. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> all of these questions, uh, I'm kind of shamelessly stealing my answers from my answers written down for these questions for something different. Oh, I forgot. But to I guess I'll, I'll I'll steal one of those and then rewrite it later. I think 2023 is the year Pokimane wears the melee stats hat. Um, oh, well, yeah, I, I don't think, actually think, I think that's that crazy, so that's why I didn't say. Right, it. so maybe that's like a pretty, pretty easy one. But I think that I think Wheat works his magic in 2023, and it it, it gets done one way or the other. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I don't like the way that was phrased. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let me think. Um. I will lose to a mid-tier in SoCal and then stop going to Verdugo. <laughs> <laughs> Shout-outs to Beach Bump. He's ready. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, on a, I guess on a more serious note, I think that there will be tournaments. And that yeah. feels like a little bit an unserious thing to say, but I think that that's, I guess, in question about like what the future holds for majors, for the scene's relationship with Nintendo so on and so forth and i think i will be okay is my prediction i think that um perhaps the panic about events not happening in 2023 will probably end up being mostly hysteria but i could be wrong about this and that would be terrible um but i think it'll be okay i think it'll work out there might be some fuckery in general but i think that the scene will persevere and We'll have another top 100 next year. That's what I think. Woo. Edwin B. Um. Okay, I'll give a not. I'll give a serious answer, and then I'll give a. Uh, a, a I guess they're both kind of serious answers. Uh, the, the the first one I'll say is that I think Slippy Ranked will be really big, and I think that we're gonna see like someone <laughs> who's not. All, 
<laughs> no, but like like the full public release, of, like a free free release of it or whatever. I think uh, someone will like. It'll be kind of similar to the reads in the sense that like I think someone who is just known for streaming ranked and like grinding the hell out of ranked as an entertainer will make it. I don't think it'll be one of the established streamers like Mango or Hbox. I don't even think Bobby Big Balls will be it. I think it'll be someone like completely different, like totally random. Maybe not like Alex the Puff level random, but I think it it'll be someone who's just Alex. Yeah, it'll be someone who's not anything, dude. Alex yeah. is like yeah. like B tier level when it comes to obvious answers. It's not like saying Flash, but everyone if you said Alex, everyone would go yeah. No, it's like um, I, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I had a conversation with Dark Genix at um Summit <laughs> at a tournament, and uh, he was like, "What are your hot takes on this year's rankings?" And every single thing I said, he was like, "No, I think that too." And, and like I was like, so it's not really. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he would Dude, just. I said fucking TV for this question. Like, he outdid me every single time. He was like, I think Alex is going to be top sixty-five, and I was like, I, I, I don't. I, don't that. And I, 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 think I was he's like, I can't top sixty-five. I don't really. I was like, I don't know what to say. And I was like, every single thing I was thinking, I was like bumping up. So I was like, R is going to be top thirty, and he's like, Yeah, I see it. <laughs> I'm like, Fuck, dude. There's no way to get around this. I forgot why I brought that up now, but that seems similar to whatever you were saying, Edwin. Yeah, uh, sort of. Okay, sorry. I, I was talking about ranked. Someone being like like a five thousand sub streamer, just known for streaming rank, ranked or something. Like someone, someone really big that we just like don't know, right? That's my first one. The second one, I think that melee stats will release a film in, in no. 2023. <laughs> I think I think it will happen. We have 12 we have 12 more months. I think it will eventually Timer resets. Yeah. We we like literally have like we have like a draft. This like, is awesome. We have more than one draft. Please let yeah. Me just make clickbait. Yeah. Make, make, well, not let only, me make low quality. Not only videos. do we have like a video draft for something, it's like we have a lot of like pretty good scripts. Like we're like a starting point. Like we're in a good place. Like yeah, I think this is, uh, I think maybe even like two two videos. This maybe is what two. so like Edwin, I know that you're not as I know you love Dream Theater, but you're not like in as much as the in the like Doomer indie circles as I am. And you hear people talk about stuff, and they're just like, they're like, yeah, dude, the Ren's actually half an album. It's coming out. And it's like, okay, you can Google stuff that says that would have been out 10 years ago. And their last album was 10 years before that. And it's like every single person is just like, like it for it's for everything. They're talking about like, yeah, I think Neutral Milk Hotel is going to release new stuff soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, My Bloody Valentine, no, they actually said that they've got like two new albums. Like this is something that every <laughs> every single person, you all fall into something when it comes to the indie scene. It doesn't even matter what it is. But like suddenly you're you're sipping like the, the Kool-Aid of like whatever indie like pop star there was. And then you're like, no, dude, Sky Ferrer is totally going to release the album of the year soon. And this is kind of what you're doing right here. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. I think in that spectrum, we're we're like have a nice life, okay? I think that's that's kind of where where I we're think at. it's good. I think what happened when Jay Electronica released his album wasn't that good, but <laughs> before he released it, and everyone well, didn't know that, everyone thought it was going to be really great. So I think we ride that. No, we got to make low content, low quality content stuff. No. Just me being like, "Hey, here's what happened at the local," and it's like, yeah, I don't know. In this case, well, look, terrible, in this case, or, or we hire Cinnamon. <laughs> we can make like a micro video video, which is like 35 small videos appended to each other, 
like a yeah. WarioWare game. That'd be fun. Why are I'm we not, trying we're not doing so hard? We could try a lot. That's our whole thing, Chroma. I know, but what <laughs> about if, everything? What if we tried? What if we barbelled it? We tried super hard, and then we really didn't try at all. And like, I'm doing the not dude, really try at dude, all. Dude, I part. swear we're not that far off from it. Like, I know this is having this is this is us saying it. Like, like this is coming from the horses, man. But like, I really think like it, it's it's possible. We can we can do it. We got the resources. We got we got Cinnarin who, who now uh, <laughs> now clone save Untitled's voice with AI. There's a new uh, <laughs> a new transformer architecture for voice cloning. I could I could I could use that. There's so much data for Save's voice. Cinnarin just said my thoughts. I can't believe you added Cinnarin. That was bad. I, should not have, I don't know. I don't know where like yeah, that. dude. That's very like a fucking rule in our Discord. That it was a big rule. Yeah, you broke the rule in your. Own I instantly Discord. broke the rule. Of not adding people. That was very poor form. Cinnarin was very nice about that, and that's why we have to have her make TikToks for us. We have to just. How did we get here? I'm lost, and I'm not even. I'm in these conversations. 2023 predictions. Questions for Chroma. (laughs) Okay, so uh, every single you know episode we have, we we ask our patrons if they have any questions that they want to ask our guests. Now we have a fun little repartee where. I talk about, oh, the question's really bad this week, or the question's really good. Um, this one's on me. I didn't ask. I, hey, I'm making a top 100 that supposedly people like, possibly. Uh, I, I didn't, Mango hasn't said anything on it yet. He, he, he seems to shit on things, so we'll see. No. The tide might change. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've been busy and I forgot to ask any questions for Chroma. I believe, despite this, the, the real question superstars found their way. And uh, question superstar SSB Seal, despite not even being asked, he saw through this and he did ask a question, uh, which was, who do you think will overperform expectations of Genesis? I think that we kind of talked on that about the 2023 predictions. But if you want to speak on that, uh, in, maybe in a more concise manner about Genesis itself instead of a whole year, do you have anyone who you think is going to break out? SF. Yeah, that's a good answer. Very SF true. SF been smoking people now. It's over. SF been collecting the Infinity Stones, as is Mikey. If they let Mikey play, I'm a little bit worried. Zane also says he's Diamond 1, Ipengu. I don't believe him. I need to see the long <laughs> form rankings. No, he's so mean. Lying. What direction? <laughs> Do you think that's too high or Wait, too Edwin, low? It's definitely too high. There's no way Zane's Diamond 1. Did you say that that was mean, Edwin? He said, no way, he's diamond one. That's Edwin, so I heard you say some <laughs> stuff. I didn't believe it. <laughs> this week, you said some stuff about not believing people that was way meaner. Yeah. I just can't What's accept it? it. Like, Zane is you kind said of strong. Saying saying don't believe when people say their hands are oh, the rectangles thing? The oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, don't, don't get me started on that. This is, a, this is an off-stream conversation. Oh, this dude, is an in-discord so off-stream strange. conversation. Yeah. No, so I think, I think somehow Zane just, like, gets, like, 49th in a major because he just stops thinking about it for, like, one second of his life. But um, we'll see. We'll see. That's what, uh, uh, what SAT word does he use in his tweet to talk about getting top 64? Abjure. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely abjure. Does he talk about the ranking, uh, grabbing him by the throat with surprise? All right, calm down. <laughs> Stop it. 
I you're having a little too much fun here, Edwin. Edwin. You got you oh, really going it's off past the your bedtime. You're getting all riled up. He's all sleepy. It's the tweet. It's all. It's all the all. It's all the alt <laughs> people getting getting to me, dude. This is just my like uh, my 75th Joker moment. <laughs> let's let's beat him up at Genesis. <laughs> oh my god, no! I don't know, man. That's who's I overperforming. I don't think you can get Joker moments. I I, I will stand by this. Yeah. From what I heard about your child, like your your. Uh, your middle school days. Oh my god! I, I think that this. you were are, like terrorizing people, weren't you? You'd wear a top hat and run around and like. Were you terrorizing people? Is one thing. I mean, you still do that <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you can get a Joker moment. Unbelievable. What other questions do we have? <laughs> we have nothing. Do you no, have we any specific good ones? Do you have any specifically that you want to ask yourself? Yeah. No. Look in the look in the look in the Discord. There's some fun ones. Uh, one of them is uh, Ambi. What rhythm game are you looking forward to playing at Genesis? And then uh, a good one is Chromo. Question: Have you always wanted somebody to ask you? Okay. God, I guess I'll answer good. the rhythm game one while you think yeah. about the question. Yeah, you do that because I need it. Yeah. Uh, I really hope they have in the groove because that's that's my main game. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I didn't actually enter doubles for melee at Genesis. Because there are two DDR brackets. <laughs> so I entered both of them. Um, that'll be fun. Wow, asshole. I asked you if you wanted a team. Dude, like seven people asked me to team. I was Damn. like, I'm sorry. He's too Hollywood. Uh, you want to team with me? Known you for so long, you won't, you won't team with me. I would team won't, with you. you I'm not entering. No, fuck off. You, you won't play teams with me. You won't I'll play Netflix. Like that's or it. Something, I'm taking, dude. You're good at doubles. I'm not, you got ninth at doubles at that one no, time. First, first off, I'm not good at doubles. Dude, okay. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I, that's I'm trying to give you credit Edward here. Edward the most crazy team I've ever seen. I had to see which one was Kodorian. I had to check if Johnny was really Johnny after they just gang. I've seen so many Chape sets. My Chape impression goes insane. We're going to get ninth. I can't, I can't let Edwin say he's not good at doubles when Chape and, and Edwin, that team, I that did not psycho. stop hearing about it for three straight days. I saw shit I've never seen. Every every like set time I saw Edwin, there was a 50% chance he was going to bring up how he and Chape did. It was fucked. It was crazy good. And I don't like Yarn Yoshi. Edwin is, Edwin leave, is scared Leave so him out of this. He, he can't defend himself right good. now. Good. Um, what question would you uh, want somebody to ask you? I guess a good one is like, you know, how do you deal with like tension and anger and competition? And uh, the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Chroma, who do you think would commentate the best on cocaine? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I have to think about this really quickly because I, I had a list of people that I thought would be pretty good. The answer is radar. Oh my god, you're totally right. Radar on cocaine would be insane. Radar oh don't do cocaine. But I radar do might, want... radar, radar on cocaine would be one of the best blocks of all time, and it would end with him either ousted from the community or in jail. <laughs> I, I like, do not trust <laughs> the outcome of that to be good. Dude, who's, the amount of strays... Who's the best partner for radar on cocaine, given Ooh, that it, the partner is sober? It Bob might be Wedge. Bob Money. It's Bob Money. <laughs> Bob Money will sink with high rate, like with, with cocaine radar, and we will get the most beautiful commentary we've ever uh, seen. Bob Money's a great answer. <laughs> God, if only we could have uh, coked out radar with sober radar. 
Imagine. Dude, Silver Radar would be so stressed out. Dude, <laughs> I love when Radar responds to like someone on Twitter with like a like a very like mildly asked, but like slightly he still to kill himself all the yeah, time. Yeah, slightly press like a slightly pressing but still kind of like mildly worded question, and someone will just like completely lose it on Radar. It's like <laughs> this this feels disproportionate. Like I guess it's a little pressing. This feels kind of disproportionate. It gets absolutely torn up in the quote retweets. Yeah, it's just like what? It's unreal. We it does not feel earned. <laughs> I think we talked about him too much to not have him on. Like, yeah, we, we got to do the decency. On. You have him on the show. How many times have we talked about that damn fruit tier list? He's wrong, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> he put lemon know, as the sole number one. I've Not been cooking time. with a lot of lemon lately. Yeah, well, I'm maybe that's killed, a good... So that's it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a good um, segue, segue into mm-hmm. our, our final uh, segment of the day, which is where we talk about stuff that uh, doesn't have anything to do with Melee. You know, we've had a very silly episode, but uh, generally we're seen as people who, you know, we talk about Melee a lot. I kind of hard to hear us not talk about melee if it's just on twitter or the shows so we have a segment specifically devoted to uh kind of show what we are like outside of that um officially unnamed of course but known to fans as touching grass i will go first not only to give you guys some time to think but because i'm sure at least two of you have things that'll blow my entire year uh entire five years out of the water so in order to not get crushed by that, I will go first. And um, I I would love to say, uh, well, I don't want to say stomach pain, but that has been <laughs> the big one. <laughs> if there's something that's been dealing, that, that's been a big part of my life in the past week or two, I would say stomach pain. Um, but yeah, something else. Uh, I feel like I already mentioned Bluey on an episode. <laughs> Uh, I swear I had a good one at one point. Um, but, uh, yeah, here's something. Um, I talked about, I just talked about music, which I guess in talking about music now might be kind of a, you know, I might've already used it up, but, um, I, uh, I finished my top 10 list for the year. I, I do this. I try to do this almost every year. I've done it for the past like five, six years where I'll make a top 10 albums list, and I'll pick my favorite song. Uh, and I usually make a graphic to go along with it. It's really, it's like a really fun thing to, to think about. And I, I think having something like that that you have to think about the like throughout the year, um, it kind of codifies your relationship with something like that, and it makes you kind of... Uh, maybe people don't want to see music as like goal-oriented, but sometimes it's fun to be like, oh, I should check this out just to make sure I don't miss it. Um, what if this is an album that I really could love? And, it, and I really found some cool stuff like that. Uh, Top 100 has taken up a lot of my time, so I've not been able to finish the graphic. But when it's out, I'll tweet it. Probably a month late. Uh, but one thing I've been doing is uh, getting into to listening to the music that I used to listen to when I was a high schooler. I've been listening to the Spotify-generated indie 2011-2012 playlists. And just the fun part is... Of course, I like hearing music that I still listen to now. The fun part is seeing the stuff that is aged, and I don't remember it at all. And I, it like literally takes me until hearing the chorus to be like, oh, yes, this song. Um, so shout-outs to that. And I guess nothing is more indicative of that than uh, Washed Out, whose first album I seem to know by heart without knowing that. 
I didn't know that I knew that, but I listened to it recently and it was just, I knew every single uh, note and every single lyric. So, so shout outs to that. Um, so I guess that would be mine. Mine would be uh, me nostalgically falling back into, uh, you know, over 10 years ago. Jesus Christ. Uh, how about you, Edwin? What have you been up to? A uh, couple things. Football season just ended, so I'm still watching it. But I'm gonna. But you know, Patriots did not have a very great season, so I was a little saddened about that for for a little bit. But you know, I, I'm excited to watch the rest of the playoffs. The more pressing and like Im- important thing uh, that I've been working on is I, I started taking a web development course and like for the just trying to gain a bit more like you know quantitative skills and everything. Live my life seeing things a certain way. I want to pick up new skills that all complement my existing ones and kind of see things through a different lens. So, you know, I'm very happy to say that I completed the first part of my like big course, which is basically just all on HTML and CSS fundamentals. Uh, I did great on the exam and everything. I think I have a good handle on it. I got to say though, JavaScript is kicking my ass. This is really hard. It's like, I, I think with HTML, just if I can briefly describe it, sometimes it's like if you're learning how to use editing software or just anything creative, what you need to know is like what to adjust to make things appear a certain way. But it feels like in JavaScript, it's like, it's not like, oh, I got this wrong. So I just have to adjust this a little bit. It's like, oh, I got this wrong because the, my like logic for understanding what I'm trying to do is completely wrong. Like I was missing, I like, I didn't define like this variable that I was supposed to define. I did not think about it that way at all. And it, I just actually do not understand the logic of what I'm trying to communicate, which is like, very embarrassing and it feels really bad when you like i would compare it to like losing in chess like in terms of just like a really soul crushing feeling of like not fundamentally understanding something and feeling like an idiot but you know i i'll, I'll work on it for the next couple months i think that, i'll get that there. doesn't go away i'm gonna yeah tell you it's, i'm gonna tell it's, you straight up that'll never go away ever <laughs> yeah i talked to some of my friends who who like who who like do this for a living and are sort of like helping me out with, with this stuff and all of them were like yeah javascript like yeah i use it all the time and i feel like an idiot all the time so don't don't feel too bad i was like oh my god uh the last thing i'll say like one of my assignments was like literally just it sounds so simple right it's like create a function that like define that like tells you whether a number that you input in is even or odd and it's just like oh my god like what where do i start like do i like what is the difference between even and odd number like how do i write this logic out in like in it in this language right it's and it like literally makes you feel so stupid for not getting it so i just i'm gonna probably have to revisit like entire modules of this that i already did but just clearly did not understand so that's what my uh, life is like right now but okay edwin who's winning the super bowl i'm gonna go with the chiefs fuck you go birds uh <laughs> ambi what have you been up to uh yeah so i guess i got a good one yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> I think you do. Um, Might be the way. Yeah, so for those that didn't see my tweet about it, I did get an offer for a job at Riot Games, which is great. Uh, I will be moving to Los Angeles in February. Uh, that has taken a lot of my time because their interview process took many months, and it was a lot of studying and preparing and stuff. Uh, that's not what I'm going to talk about, though. What I'm going to talk about is... Um, I know. <laughs> um I found a million dollars recently. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, many of you know this. I'm not really much of a gamer. Uh, I'm more of a melee player 
So I'm terrified that my coworkers at Riot Games will discover that I'm not a real gamer, and that I'll be a social pariah. Such a lie, dude. You're such Um, a gamer. (laughs) So I've been I've been on this quest to become a gamer. Um, so what I did is I, I went on Wikipedia and I went on uh, there. There's a page called the list of video games considered the best, and it's this like chronological list of all the the greatest games of all time. And I've been going through it, starting at you know Space Invaders and going down the list until uh, so I played Chrono Trigger, I played uh, Final Fantasy VI, I just got to uh, 1999, so I'm playing Mega Man Legends. Um, he takes his helmet off in that one, right? Yeah, he starts with it off, and I never found it. <laughs> I beat the game without the helmet. Um, I actually bought one of these things, one of these like emulator Ooh, handhelds. Yeah. Um, this thing is cool. It was uh, so I've been. This thing emulates PlayStation One games and stuff. So I've been using that, and so, um, it's fun to you know play it on a handheld rather than just like sitting at my desk that I sit at all day, anyways. Nice. Um, so hopefully by the time I get to Los Angeles, I will be literate enough. People keep yelling at me that I need to play like Skyrim or Grand Theft Auto Five or Hold like modern one. games that people actually play. And uh, I keep telling them I'm not there yet on the list, but it's on the list, so I'll get to it. Um, you gotta talk to Blur. He's got the. He makes the list. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I. I haven't gotten that far. I'm like, like not even in you, the 2000s. Did you know that Blur? Have you talked to Blur about this? He was on an episode of our podcast and he talked about this. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, he's devoted the rest of his life to playing every single game that's out there, and and he knows <laughs> that this is like a Sisyphean task. But he's like, no, I think I can do it. Uh, and he's just like talking. Yeah, no, like I, I was at Blur's a tournament. Just built he, different. He was. I thought it was something that he was doing for the podcast, honestly. And that's on me for thinking that he does anything for the bit. Because I was at a tournament, I just saw he was he was like talking to someone. He was like very sincere talking about how he's going to play every single game, and he's just like, "Yeah, I mean, you got to get through the Commodore ones, and that's a little rough. But when you get through those, then you get Atari, and then it's it's open from there." <laughs> so yeah, yeah you got to talk to Blur because he's your man on that one. And, yeah, and Eric, honestly, I think you games. can get away with. Um, if you just know the soundtrack, I think uh, like people go, "Oh, you know this," and then you just you hum a little bit of it. You're like that one, and they're like, "This guy's okay." Well, weird, I'm good with that because I need that to interact with SSB Seal. <laughs> True. Um, so I already grinded that one because I, I wanted to become his friend. So I marathoned every video game soundtrack that existed. <laughs> well, um, very cool. I do feel like. Uh, it was a bit of a a taunt for you to say you got hired at Riot, and you're like, actually, I've been playing a lot of video games. That's my cool thing. Yeah. Uh, but but very benevolent of you. Chroma, what's been going on in your life? You also didn't die, Abby. Yeah, I didn't really want to get into that. Yeah, had, that's fine. It's a very important thing. Answer. It's great. <laughs> that's very good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've been enjoying working out again. It's always fun getting back in and just seeing how the lifts go. You know, things felt good. I saw this old picture of me wearing the same shirt I was wearing at the same time, and I'm kind of coming to grips with the notion that maybe I had a disordered eating thing at some point in the past, and like maybe now I don't, which is cool, but raises a lot of questions, but like is cool. So, you know, that's always fun. Uh, always worth kind of considering and thinking about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been having a good time. Uh, I guess I bought a house, which is the one thing. It's very, very haunted. 
Um, God, you bought a house. Ambie's got a job. <laughs> we, what are you and I doing, dude? Nothing. <laughs> Mine was that I've been listening to music that I listened to when I was in high school. I've got nothing going on. I, well, my I, real I one only been, do that. My real one would have been my stomach's been hurting. <laughs> But I decided that that Me wasn't too. cool enough. And yeah, we're getting shown up. <laughs> Look, I'm, I mean, it's you all making know moves. That, like, there was some potential about, like, if I bought this house wrong, I was going to go to jail. Which wasn't really going to happen, <laughs> but was possible due to the arcane 1700s municipality laws that were on the books. But, you know, I'm not going to jail, so I think that's cool. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's probably going to take up a huge amount of my time. And I thought I was about to get good at mail again. I'd probably not. But, you know, it's kind of nice. Well, regardless, I'm excited to see what happens. Was this a type of haunted house situation where you have to sleep there for one night and then you win a prize? I found stuff written on the walls that I didn't notice before. And, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Mm, well, uh, hopefully it all works out. Yeah, you know. What's the worst that can happen? I mean, like, the ghost was there first. I don't really see what the, the big deal is. Dude, sometimes ghosts are chill. Right? They're not always evil. That's, like, a that's a myth. Cats well, love wasn't, ghosts. It, so I saw Nope, and I feel like it wasn't ghosts in that, but the idea was that, like, you might have been here first, but we built a house, so get away. That was my interpretation of the plot of Nope. So I think you have uh, ownership here. You've got eminent domain. Also, the plot of Avatar 2, The Way of Water. All right. I feel like you've been spoiling that on every stream you get on, so maybe we'll <laughs> end the episode before I you can... I will do uh, what is right. What needs I don't want to hear done. about the whale. Or, I didn't even see it, but I know there's a whale, and I know that you've loved to the spoil whale about based, the whale. Jermaine Clement was based. Everything else was It's kind Jermaine of Clement? Yeah, Jermaine Clement's like, I hope the whale kills us all, man. Oh, yes. Uh, that's a whale over there? Are you going to kill us? All right. Uh, before we go, yeah, you've got a you've got a Twitter now. Is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be a Genesis. I'm gonna be doing a good amount of stuff there. Hopefully, four side fights. Uh, probably a good deal of commentary. I might fight Armada live. Uh, they're they're arranging that. I'm really not ready. It turns out he's got a crazy big reach. Did you know Armada six eight? I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, that's bad never... for me never seems like that on stream. I know, right? But it's because, like, Leffen's 6'4", but if you think about it, who's taller? It's Armada. So True. You know. So that's, um, yeah, so so do that. Um, I don't know, like, Edwin's letterbox. Probably follow that. That would be pretty funny. Oh, God. What was the last thing I reviewed? You, en- you enable him so much. Yeah. You're, you, this is like a... You're you don't you're not the one who has to live with this. You're coming <laughs> over, you're riling up the kids before yeah. bedtime, and then you leave. It's like Zane's dog. It's like I just take her out for nice curated exactly. trips, and I don't have to teach her okay, how to I, sit. Okay, I don't like I don't like being compared to a dog. This feels insulting. Well, no, I, dogs I, are great, great as, Edwin. I, was, I don't like my this. analogy was a baby or a child. I'm a human. I'm a human being. <laughs> that that one fits a lot better. <laughs> oh, fits a lot better. Fuck off. It's got a lot of dog energy. Ambient At least energy. it's you, man. You're getting closer. <laughs> all right, before we all... Yeah, uh, wait, you, you call me a cat all the time. You're yeah, Ambie's got a cat. Ambie is the... the oh God, I wish the... If if we had it set up for the show so that the gif of Ambie in cat form could show <laughs> on the computer. What is it's so this? good. Yeah, this is just your ploy to get a... You, what do you want? You want to be like a morning zoo show and you want to have drops all the time. 
That's what. That's the. You dream, want a soundboard? Dude. This is the soundboard that's coming out. We're not giving you a soundboard, soundboard in all the meetings, and we always veto it. He's like, "No, dude, it'll be so good." Someone else brought up the soundboard, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right. That would be a great idea." I forgot great the context. Yeah. Max is gonna steal yeah, it from Foresight fights. Yeah, I think it was Foresight so related. <laughs> All right. Yes. Speaking of which, uh, you're going to be a Genesis. Who knows? I, I believe that that's all the compendium. So that would be a very cool thing if that happens. Uh, yeah. And uh, you can follow you on, on Twitter just in time for uh, you to find, you know, dig your little nose into some drama, some discourse. Uh, I'm like Wednesday Adams. It just it comes to me. I'm sure there's some prophecy and I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, it has been a very fun episode, very loose episode, and uh, you know, a good good entry back into 2023. This is our first episode of the year, and uh, it's been a little while since our last one, so let's see if I still remember how to do this. Uh, it's time to end the show. I know that our producer says that every time we try to end it, we go for another 10 minutes. I'm down. But, uh, well, let's, let's see what we can do right here. Jake, thank you so much for being on. You're a wonderful guest. Obviously, Edwin and Ambie as well, and uh, wonderful uh, viewers out there as well. Nope, I don't remember how to end it. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful viewers. Okay, thank you everyone for watching. Bye, everybody. Uh, well, we got to pl- – sure. We'll, we'll plug next episode. Bye, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. We're going to be talking about Genesis. <laughs> Good guy. <Bye. laughs>